Hi, everybody. Here we are, another episode of the Robcast. This is episode 315, and it's called 900 Ligaments. And I've been out uh, here and there, seeing you people, talking to you. Last uh, week was Nashville and Atlanta. A couple weeks before that was New York and Washington, D.C. Next week, I'll be in San Francisco. Um, so we've been talking. There's the this tour, the Everything is Spiritual tour. It's all... It's an all-new... I feel like we're exploring how we gather. There, there, are, there are new ways to think about the spaces where we gather, and watching you all, it's like the show, it's like we're exploring something new together, and I'm telling you, it is, it is doing something to me, and watching you all follow it where it takes us, I'm telling you, it's, it has been, mm, it's been so whew, profound for me, and then, uh, in a, so next week is San Francisco, then in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do a well, it's a tour stop, but I'm going to do everything spiritual at Largo. It's my f- first Largo show in two years here at, uh, in Los Angeles. And then early December, um, I'll be in Denver. So there's the normal, uh, there's the the main event show, but then some people come early for a, a Q&A. Um, but there's this woman who said it wonderfully partway through a Q&A. She's like, Rob Bell, it should be probably called a, a Q&Q. Because when we ask questions, you ask us questions about our questions. And <laughs> so, obviously, if you come to one of them, you're welcome to come super early and uh, do a Q and Q. But there's actually, but what happens is we end up talking about things, and I think, oh yeah, that's probably a Robcast. So this is uh, this episode. This is basically just a riff on a word, but then the riff turns into something else which I think you'll see pretty quickly. But I noticed, and I've run this by people here and there, and every time I'm like, oh, by the way, did you know? Um, the person always takes it and runs with it. And uh, so here's what I mean. You have 206 bones in your body. Kids have a few more. Some people have an extra rib or two. But as a general rule, the usual number is 206 bones in the human body. These 206 bones are held together by 900 ligaments. Now, that English word ligament, L-I-G-A-M-E-N-T, this English word we have ligament, it comes from a Latin word ligare, L-I-G-A-R-E, ligare. It's where you get the word ligament. So ligare means to bind or connect or hold together because that's what these ligaments, these 900 ligaments we each have do. They hold us together. So let's take this old word ligare. If something were to come apart or become disconnected or if you were going to reconnect it so that it held together, you or this was an ongoing process of continuing to reconnect something, you would be re-ligaring it, R-E-L-I-G-A-R-E. Yeah, this word, ligare, and to re-ligare, notice those first 
five letters. R-E-L-I-G. Yeah, this word ligare, which means to bind or connect or hold together, this word ligare is where we get our English word religion. Religion is what holds you together. That's one way of reading that word. So if you tell me that your friend Chuck golfs religiously, well, it's kind of funny, but it's also profoundly true. There's something about it, about golf, about being outside, about, about being away from his phone, about doing something in which he doesn't have to produce anything. It's not graded on its efficiency or production. There's something about golf that holds Chuck together. Yeah. Or my friend Iris, uh, if you and I were to go to her house for one of her meals and we sat around her table and ate this food that she makes, I'm telling you, she's the most amazing cook. I'm sure you have that friend who, whatever they make, you're like, how did a human being made this food? Yeah. And if you were to sit, we were to sit around this table, there's a good chance that as we walked out the front door and down the steps to where our cars were parked, there's a good chance you'd say to me, that was like a religious experience. And I would know exactly what you mean. The food, all of us talking around that table, the awareness that the food is provisioned from the earth, that somebody crafted it and shaped it for us and prepared it. There's something about that experience. It's like it helps you connect with who you are, what we're doing here, what it means to be human. Yeah, yeah. Religion, that which holds us together. There are, of course, capital R religions with mosques and doctrines and songs and services and texts and rules and mantras and prayers and leaders and traditions and lineages and who belongs to what and confessions and... Yeah, there's, a, there's like capital R religions, the things that actually people call religion. And then there are those countless small r religions. You with me on this? There's all this ligamenting that we do, all these ways we come up with to hold ourselves together that people don't call religion. Years ago, I was in an elevator, and there's a guy next to me and he's wearing a polo shirt, and it has an insignia on it that says, The Purpose Driven Life. And I was like, oh, I've heard of that. That's like a book um, about, I guess, how to, how to find your purpose, how to live with purpose. But the guy also had a hat on that said Purpose Driven Life, and he also had like a lanyard, like your like official, right, staff. Um, and his lanyard said, Purpose Driven Life, and I think he had like a book or a notebook that had like a monogram, like a etching on it that said Purpose Driven Life, and I was like, oh, this guy must, there must be an organization of some sort, a nonprofit or something called Purpose Driven Life. This guy must be an employee of the Purpose Driven Life something. So it's like his purpose must be Purpose Driven Life. Are you with me on this? I don't... I didn't sense that he was aware of the sort of performance art nature of it, but it's the very meta of it is it's actually quite charming. What's your purpose? Oh, the purpose-driven life. That's the purpose. You see what I'm going with this. We hold ourselves. It gives you meaning. It gives you a sense of direction. 
gives you a sense of where to give your energies. Yeah, we do this in all sorts of intuitive and intentional ways. Yeah, all those small R religions, all that ligamenting that we do. Remember when Steve Jobs used to give those keynote presentations? And uh, he would talk about the latest Apple products, and it would be in a theater, and the theater would be packed with uh, media and technology writers. And he would say things like, and it has an added feature we've just refined. It's a X940 flux capacitor, and the whole room would go, whoa, remember that? Remember when he say, and it has a touchscreen, and it has visual voicemail. And they'd be like, ah. And it would be these very sophisticated, educated tech people, but they would just, they would cheer, they would laugh, they would ooh, they would ah. And you would think, God, this looks like a religious service. Yeah, because it was. Think about the subtle energies there in the delight of that auditorium. Or several days later, people camped out on the sidewalk to get that product. Yeah, there's like a deep, subtle, animating energy there. It's almost like a story, right? It's almost like you have to feel your way into that story. We have these technologies, and we are making these machines that are beautiful and make our lives better, which makes a better world. It's incredibly hopeful and incredibly trusting. And I know I'm kind of amping the story up here, but you know what I'm saying. It actually has a great deal of truth to it. It's actually very hopeful, and it's hope and faith, that's an important word to use here, is in the human capacity for new technologies. Yeah, that's a, that's a story, that's a structure, that's a system, that's, that's very religious. Yeah, that'll hold you together. A belief that human technology will make a better world. Yeah, that's a ligament if there ever was one. Or those parents. Do uh, you know those parents down the street who have already decided which college their kid is going to attend and their kid is nine, right? Yeah, religion. Yeah, sports, technology, family. Have you been to a Dallas Cowboys game or a Lions game or a Lakers game? Or a, it doesn't even matter if the team wins or not. The jersey, the ritual, the chance. Or think about, oh, man, European League. Think about Barca, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Chelsea. Yeah, these, think about these teams and game time and the family gathering around and specific foods. Yeah, it gives shape and form to life. It gives identity. Yeah, who do you support? Oh, yeah, just my family. We've always been huge fans of that team. Yeah. Or think about all of your friends who would never say they're religious, who would be mortified with the idea of having anything to do with religion, but they would say things like, I just trust the facts. I just follow the science. Yeah, yeah, also known as religion. Yeah, yeah, it has tremendous trust, tremendous faith. That's ligamenting. It holds you together, of course. Or just a straightforward, kindness is my religion. Or love is the meaning of everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Small r religions.
Yeah. So let's just a couple super Captain Obvious basic statements here. Everyone is religious. This is not a radical or in any way strange or out there. This is not a hot take. Yeah, everyone's religious. Everyone is constantly ligamenting. Yeah, it's really important that we're just straightforward about this. Stories, structures, systems, rituals, rhythms, routines, rules, beliefs, behaviors, belonging. We've been doing this for thousands of years. Yeah, all of it to essentially hold us together. Think about your experience of life. It has an inherent turbulent ability to split you in a thousand directions. You know this feeling? Leave you scattered and fragmented? Yeah, this experience that we are as human beings. Without anything to hold us together, we can e easily find ourselves all over the place. Despair, a sense of isolation, a sense of bits and pieces that have no relation to each other, job over here, where you live over here, this strange relationship, you don't quite know what to do with it. It's quite easily to, to feel splintered at some deep level of the soul. What's the point of any of this? Almost like spinning without a, on an axis. Yeah, yeah. So this ligamenting, these ways that we hold ourselves together, you're training for a marathon, you're going to night school, you're thinking about improving this place that you live, so you're plotting, okay, what color are we going to make it? Are we going to use wood? Are we going to use stone? Are we going to use tile? Yeah, this holds us together. We're making things better. We're helping someone. We're serving something. We're taking care of somebody who needs our help. All of these have profound ligamenting effects on us. Think about uh, the stories that we tell. Think about the stories that a tribe tells. How about this one? Family is everything. Have you ever heard someone say this? Yeah, it's a very religious thing to say. And you can see just below the surface, blood, loyalty, love, or, or what presents itself as love. What is insistent that it's actually love? Belonging. Yeah, so you can see how that has actually, that is profoundly, let's make up a word here, ligamentary. Yeah. Think about what can often sit just below the surface of a very religious statement like family is everything. Um, be loyal. Don't let us down. Follow the rules. Make us proud. This is how we live and move in the world. Yeah, for many people, that's a story. That's a structure. That's, a, that's participation in a system. Yeah, it holds things together. Or, or how about this one? Uh, I'll work harder than everyone else. Yeah, do you see the profound holding together power of something like this? Yeah, that, that actually, to be honest with you, that one for me, that was a religion beneath all the other religions. That was a religion that animated my religion. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll save me. That'll protect me. That uh, will make sense of things when things don't make sense. Uh, or, or how about this one? 
I'm being punished for something I did earlier. It has come back to haunt me. I knew the other shoe would drop. These, are, these can all be internal dialogues, but at, at some level, they hold a person together. They help a person make sense of the things that come their way. Oh, it's this isn't good. This is bad. This is negative. Yeah, I deserved it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that can be a profoundly ligamenting story. It holds a person together. Now, you can obviously see that some of the ways that we religion ourselves are incredibly destructive, right? <laughs> they 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 hold together, but in but in deeply unhealthy ways. Now, some of this ligamenting that we do involves massive cosmic claims. The capital R religions that often make claims about how we got here, about the ultimate nature of reality, about the highest end of what it means to be human. Those can often be fairly obvious to spot when when religions make giant cosmic claims. And so often can seem like other small R religions, like the first thing you do when you get out of bed in the morning. It can often make those seem like they, they don't have anything larger to say, but they do. If somebody says, we're here for a short period of time, it's all fairly random, and then we die and we're gone, the lights are turns out, and it's the end of you forever. That can appear like it's just about these brief seven, 77 years, however long a person lives. It can appear like it's limiting the, its scope, but that's actually making massive cosmological claims as well. The person who says, you're here, somebody told me this recently, you're here for a brief period of time and then you're done, lights out, nothing happens after this, it's over. That person on the front end appears to be making zero massive cosmic claims about the nature of it all. What they're doing is they're fronting with, there's just this, your material existence in this body for a few years and then you're gone, but you can see how subtly that's actually a massive cosmic claim. That person is saying no to any mystery, any reality, any consciousness or awareness beyond this particular embodied form. So oftentimes when the person is insisting that they are making no religious claims, they're actually making giant religious claims in the same breath. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially the person who keeps saying they're not religious. I don't do any of that. I don't do any, I, I just do facts, I just do reason, I just do, yeah, that's, that's phenomenally, that person's as religious as they get, yeah. <laughs> or think about when someone says something like, God, that political figure, or those political, that, that, that candidate's rallies, they almost feel religious. You see what the person is saying? They're saying there's something about that person that goes way beyond the role of policymaker, representer of the people, how a political system works. There's something about what that person is doing that is not just holding us to playing a role in holding us together as a political body of citizens of a particular nation, but there's something that that person is doing that's spilling over into larger 
holding togethers. Lar they're doing some larger ligamenting. Or uh, when you experience an artist who their films, the sounds they make, the songs they sing, something about it feels almost religious. Yeah. There's something ligamenting going on here. They're not just singing a song. They're, they're doing something about what holds us together. Yeah. Or perhaps you worked in some sort of business setting that you, that you would say, God, it almost felt cult-like at times. Or it almost... Yeah, often cult-like is a word that people use to describe what happens when whatever it is, the stories, systems, structures, rules, routines, the ethos has spilled over beyond just that space. And it seems to be offering ligamentine that goes way beyond that. So when a business and the way it is structured isn't just about doing this particular work, but it starts to feel like a whole way of ordering your life. Yeah. You see how that works? Yeah. And people say, God, it felt like almost what they're essentially saying is the ligarine, the ligamenting there was making claims way about way beyond this is how you this is how you get people a fair rate on their insurance. This is how you help people work through past pains. This is how you right work as an entrepreneur in this particular field. You see how that yeah, 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 yeah. See how fascinating this is? By the way, we're riffing on an on an old Latin word, but we can just go for a while. Should we keep going? Let's keep going. So uh, years ago, <laughs> I remember an invitation came. Would I like to take part in a public debate? And it said the subject of the debate would be a question, is religion good or bad? And I remember the inviting person said, and you can argue either way. You can be either, whatever side of the debate you want to be on. <laughs> I didn't do it because I don't, debates, ugh, yeah, not my thing. But uh, this question, is religion good or bad? You see why this is a completely absurd question, right? Even trying to answer it, you're playing by the rules of the question, and the question is completely nonsensical. It's absurdist. It's a form of Dadaist theater to even ask a question. Is religion good or bad? Here's why. Is fire good or bad? Well, are you making dinner? Or did someone drop a match in the forest in the middle of summer? Yeah, we're going to need a little context there. How about water? Is water good or bad? Well, are you thirsty or are you drowning? Or how about television? Is television good or bad? Well, what are you watching? Now, you can see why is, is ligamenting good or bad? Depends. Depends. Obviously, think about the capital R religions. When a capital R religion... That's original intent was to help hold us together as people, as a species on the earth. Tips, almost like you could say, it, almost like it, it energetically tips, and it now appears to be creating more division. Yeah, well, yeah, then that becomes very bad. Yeah, it depends on how you hold it. Imagine if there was a capital R religion that kept naming other people as its enemy. 
dividing humanity up. Well, yeah, that would be bad for the world. Or imagine if there was a capital R religion that resisted all science about the state of the earth. Well, that would be bad. Try Just stretch here. Go with me. Imagine if there was a capital R religion that didn't see women as full, equal leaders. Imagine if there was a capital R religion that actually only had men in the highest places of leadership. Yeah, that, that would be terrible for the world. It'd be awful. Right? Yeah, so you, so you can see the, the question isn't, 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 is religion good or bad? Which religions are we talking about? Yeah. Which, what is the ligamenting going on here? You've got to ask a follow-up question, and then another question, another question. What's the story that's being told? What's the structure? What is the system? Yeah. Does it ennoble people? Does it treat all humans as equal? as people of dignity and worth, or does it... Right, yeah, yeah. So that's why that question is such a pointless, fruitless question, and unless you ask a question about that question, what are you specifically referring to? You just end up with people just going on and on, just end up with nonsense. Yeah, so let's make this... Let's, uh, let's take this riff on an old word. And uh, I want to show you how I have seen this play out um, at a deeply personal level. What I have noticed in relation to this word is when I've interacted with people who are stuck, stuck on a project, stuck in life, stuck on something they're trying to do, stuck in their fear, what I have noticed happen so many times is a particular relationship or project or path takes on for the person added charge. It takes on a frustration, a weight, a pain. It's not just they're trying to launch this business or they're trying to overcome their fear to actually say what they feel like needs to be said, or they're terrified that people are going to think less of them if they step out and do this new thing. But it's not just the action or the next step or the thing they want to create or do or the question they have, the curiosity. It's when it, when they get bound up or stuck and it takes on added energy, weight. Uh, it may be a specific project. It may be a general sense of life. Uh, when people talk about being blocked, stuck, when people oftentimes in these situations speak of a weight on the shoulders, um, I've heard people speak of like, it's like a river that's been blocked or dammed. It's like my wings are clipped. It's like my feet are too heavy. Generally, people shift to poetic images or people say things like, I feel like an imposter. Um, uh, who am I to try this? Uh, or somebody knows that the next step is to say no to something so they can say yes to the thing that is actually rising within me, within them. But can I actually say no to that person and survive it, their disapproval? Can I actually walk away from them? Can I actually not do what, they've, what I've always done that they expect me to do? 
So what I've seen again and again is this sense of, I know there's more. I know there's a thing. There's a thing. There's something beating in my chest. There's some thing rising up within me asking for expression, and yet there's something in the way. I'm held up. My mind just keeps racing with all of these voices. And what I've seen again and again and again is it's actually a religious issue. There's some ligamenting. There's some way that has held the person together that is no longer working like maybe it used to. It may never have worked, but it's no longer serving them well. So it worked for a while. That ligamenting, that way of holding you together, it gave you security, it gave you direction, it gave you a sense of belonging, it gave you a structure. Uh, you worked the hardest, you were the most loyal. All of these stories, all of these beliefs, they can work for all. I, uh, I remember the period of time when this whole story that I'd been telling myself, that I, I became aware, oftentimes they sit so deep within us that we're not even aware that this is giving us a certain structure until something starts to not work. I, uh, honestly, it wasn't that long ago. When I became aware of the, I'll just work the hardest, that, oh God, that's like been, that's like been a ligament. That's like a pretty big ligament for me. And that feeling of watching it collapse because it didn't work. It didn't serve me. Maybe it served me for a while, and, and there's unhealth. there was unhealth even when that felt like it was holding me together. Sometimes what happens is you realize that story. Uh, I am the good son. I am the loyal daughter. I will never betray you. I am a—oh, here's one. I'm a good person. Yeah. Yeah. For lots of people, that becomes a massive religion. It works out at the level of psyche. It looks at conduct. I'm, what, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And that means I don't let anybody down. I make sure everybody around me is happy. I never drop the ball. I have way too many plates spinning, and some of them are other people's plates, but somehow I ended up having to spin them. But I, if I actually confront them, I'm like, wait, this is yours to carry, not mine. They might not think I'm a good person. You see how stuff like this... It, it feels like it works. It gives some, and then something, well, here's what happens. You outgrow it. Uh, spirit leads you into new territory where you realize, oh, I only have to carry my stuff. And my stuff isn't even that heavy. There's a story about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it should, it should, being me should have a certain flow to it. Yeah, it worked for a while. And here's the thing about ligaments. They hold you together until they don't. Here's the thing about stories. They hold you together till they don't. I can think of distinct periods, like when that whole work the hardest story just began to collapse for me. It's a death. It feels like a death. It feels like a, something within you just sort of, uh, it's almost like a, like a house of cards just collapsing, almost like a big open space within you. That's why when, when we let these things die, there's a freedom. There's an expansive. We even use words like, God, I feel lighter. I feel more expansive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because, of, yeah, you let go of that ligament. Yeah. Or how about this one? Um, I can get by on very little. 
I call this the gospel of denial. This is that the religion, it can also manifest itself in extreme frugality. It's almost like other people need all that stuff, but I can get by on less. It is repulsed by anything that appears generous or extravagant or too nice. Um, Yeah, it's actually a very meager condition of the soul. It doesn't know what to do with the goodness of creation. So it's constantly choking and starving itself. I can drive a crappier car. I can live, I can work in a, I can work in a space with no natural, look at this sweater. I've been wearing this for 24, it takes great pride in how low it can go. Yeah, and there, and obviously there are tremendous strengths to some of this, living simply, only having a few things, a very zen-like, but that, that's not what this is. This is a condition of spirit in which a person grabs hold of a story that holds them together. I can get by on less than everybody else. It can become a great source of pride. It actually can serve a seriously bloated ego, is what happens. Yeah, those are, yeah, that's a very strong ligamenting. And then uh, there's a point at which it doesn't work. Yeah, there's a, a person is missing a, a basic goodness and generosity of creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing ligaments work until they don't. They hold you together until they don't. Uh, it w- maybe it worked for a while. Maybe it was good, but things have changed. You aren't who you were. By the way, people who come from settings in which there weren't enough resources often have this. So, so that there becomes a very strong religioning, ligamenting, ligarying of I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get an education. I'm going to be frugal. I'm going to save money. I'm going to work my way out of this situation. And oftentimes what happens is the person, it works. And the person finds himself in new territory. And now there actually is some money in the bank. Now you don't have to live like you did. And so you have to re-ligament the thing. Or you'll see this with generations. You'll see parents trying, oh my God, trying to parents came from a particular world, and so they had to develop, they had to ligament themselves to move beyond that world. And then they have kids who they raise in a very different way than, they create a very different world for their kids than the world that they came up in. And they're constantly trying to get their kids to understand the world. Back in my day, we didn't, here's the thing, her dear everybody, your kids don't care. They can't understand it. You broke the cycle. You were in a, an abusive, a traumatic, a, a cult-like, whatever it is setting. You came up in a world, and then you set out to give your kids a different world, and you did it. So your kids don't need to understand what you can. What, what are you trying to do here? Will there be a test at the end? Yeah, yeah that requires a re-ligamenting. The goal isn't to make your kids as miserable as you were. The goal is to re-ligament yourself so you all together can celebrate that you don't live like that anymore. Yeah. Or here's one. Here's a huge ligament. The approval of a certain person. The approval of a certain person. Or a certain group of people. Or for some, and this will just absolutely crush the soul, the approval of the internet or anonymous voices and comment sections, or siblings, 
or the people you went to school with or the neighbors or coworkers or your kids, friends, parents, the approval of a certain group, that being something that holds you together. Well, they think I'm okay. Um, that's a huge one that works until it doesn't. It actually never worked. But anyway, it did give some sense of belonging or some sense of, and that can be wonderful. But then I've seen this happen so many times. The person realizes my next step in being me, if I'm true to this, it may call that into question. They may not understand. They may not understand why I'm saying this, doing this, going there, moving, leaving, wrapping that chapter of my life. I may not have their approval. They may find out what I really think. Yeah, and then we find out that central to the holding together was don't ever actually express who you truly are. Just edit constantly. Suddenly a person becomes tired of editing. Yeah, that, that's the... Yeah. Religions work until they don't. That ligament held those bones together until it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That story, I'm a good friend, and good friends are loyal. Uh, that story works until staying in that relationship becomes toxic. And then the notion of what it means to be loyal gets called into play. Yeah, that's a re-ligamenting right there. That's a re-ligamenting. Or um, if, if you're in business, yeah, the goal is making money. We need to make this thing profitable. And uh, yeah, that's kind of central to a business is making it pro Otherwise, the business falls apart. So yeah, you can see where the, the making of money, the pain of the bills, yeah, that ligamenting requires a discernment and often a, a, a subtlety and an intentionality and a discipline and a doing diligence. But then there's a thing that can happen where, wait, we're just making money here? What? You're actually seeing this across the board. You're seeing how many companies, it's not enough just to make money anymore. It's important that we're good, good for the earth, good for our employees, that we that, that it's actually we're all having a good life here. Yeah, that's what's happening is it's a re-ligamenting of what it even means to do business in the 21st century. Yeah, or, or even just the basic, what are we doing to the earth? Yeah, you can see this re-ligamenting all across the board taking place. Yeah. Yeah, a story works until it doesn't. A structure, a system, a routine, a ritual, a rule, a belief, a doctor, it works until it doesn't. Yeah, often it's developmental. That ligamentine worked for that part of the journey, for that, for that chapter, and now we got to do some re-ligamentine. Do you see how this isn't actually that shocking or strange? Uh, there's a word somebody asked a couple cities ago, in one of my Q and Qs, <laughs> it's not a Q and A. It's a Q and Q. You ask questions, and I ask you questions about your questions, and we go somewhere new together. Somebody asked about the word deconstructing, which uh, which apparently was a popular word for a while. And then somebody informed me that that word's sort of passing. Um, but but I've noticed a number of people who are who use this word. There's something about how their tribe taught them to navigate the world that's no longer working whether it's political, religious, intellectual, economic, um, 
And oftentimes what happens is the person who's asking is asking because this feels new and dangerous and I'm just taking, I got a lot of questions. I'm just taking the whole thing apart. Yeah, it's not new. I mean, yes, it's new for you. That's wonderful. It's not a new thing. Yeah, it's not a new thing. People have been re-ligamenting for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, the lineage I come from, the, the study of the Scripture, the Scripture is an endless re-ligamenting. Literally, the name of God keeps getting tossed around and put in the Vitamix and comes out, and people keep renaming ultimate reality. Yeah, the expansion, the endless exploration, the greater depths of experience. Yes, so all of this taking things apart. Oh, wait, that story's not working anymore. Yeah, this is not a new thing. This is something human beings have been doing for thousands of years. Uh, you think about, like, let's go think of a story. Oh, just go way back in the Hebrew text. A man named Abraham leaves his father's household. Well, in the ancient Near East, your father's household, very patriarchal society, obviously, but your, your father's household was a whole world of beliefs, practices, loyalties, obligations, duties. It's a story about a man who leaves the ligamenting that he's been given, and he heads into the unknown. Yeah, that's some re-ligaring right there. Yeah. Yeah, or there's this great line where Jesus quotes the prophets who are quoting the divine, I desire mercy not sacrifice. Yeah, it's speaking of the justice and mercy that the vulnerable need, the protections, the people giving voice to the voiceless. Yeah, that's, that's saying, no, 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 you, you thought the whole thing here was a moral code, but it, it's actually about how you live with your fellow humans. Yeah, he's pushing them, inviting them, to new ligaments, to new, to new understandings of what holds us together as people. Yeah, so this, this re-ligaring, this religioning, this small R, capital R, however you see it, it's not a new thing. If this is new for you, awesome, welcome. Welcome to the lineage. See, what happens often is people feel like this is some radical departure. No, you're actually stepping into the lineage and tradition of taking apart what needs to be taken apart because it's not working. It's not holding us together. It's not holding you together. Yeah, coming up with a new daily routine, uh, rethinking the way that you even work, um, what you give your energies to. Yes, this religioning is what, we're, what we've been doing for thousands of years, so it's not a new thing, and then it's not a thing that ends. If you can come to see it as an endless process of making sense, reminding, clarifying, grounding, centering, inspiring, you let go of that one, you tweak it, you modify it, you let it go and you swap it out for another one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this is central to the human experience. We're endlessly discovering stories we've been holding on to, we've been living according to, that we don't have to anymore. We don't have to anymore. Yeah. And figuring out the new ligaments, that takes time. Yeah, you figure out what works for you. Figure out what holds you together. 
takes time and effort and exploration. Yeah, you got to take a bunch of swings. You set it up this way for a while. See, how's that work? Does that hold things together? Excellent. Yeah, good. 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 Yeah, you give yourself tons of grace. You haven't been you before. <laughs> of course you're learning this. Yeah, so you can see why a, a lineage is incredibly powerful. A scripture, a text, teachers can become incredibly powerful to have people who, who are helping you discern, helping you sort through this. If you have a group of people who together are... Uh, I mean, honestly, to me, the way that people set up their lives, what they do when they wake up, where they go, what they spend their energies on, I literally... <laughs> The other day, I asked somebody, uh, who was it? Who was I with? It's like, what kind of car do you drive? I find the details absolutely fascinating. The, the basic details. Somebody the other day was telling me, and then I visited so-and-so, and I was like, oh, what was the house like? Where? How far do they live from what they... Like, I find oh, how people set up their lives, like the ligamenting at the most elemental level, is so interesting to me. How did, how did they set it up so it would hold them together at that level so that they could do whatever it is they do? Oh, God, so interesting. I love hearing about people trying things and it not working because it just reminds me all over again. Yeah, good, good. Apparently, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. It feels huge sometimes. You know that, that feeling? When, God, all you're doing is waking up at a different time, or, or you're just spending an extra 15 minutes a day typing some poem. You're not a poet, but suddenly you've got poems in you. The number, people I've, the number of people I've met who say, I'm not a poet, I mean, other people do it, but I keep getting these poems, and I'm kind of embarrassed, but I really like them. Um, yeah, and you're like, is it okay that I spend a couple minutes sitting in this one chair, right? I, the number of people I've met who are like looking for permission or approval, um, and it's just a poem. It's just a new workout. It's just sending in a resume to that place, and yet it, it, it feels huge. Here's why it feels huge. Because it is. Yeah. It's like we use the word epic, and when we sort of roll our eyes like, oh my God, did I just use the word epic? That word is so 2004, and yet that's the word that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's your life. It's because it's your life. I, I used to feel this tremendous need to downplay what I now realize was re-ligamenting. Because it would feel in me, in my chest, it would feel massive. Like, guys, check this out. Like, it would feel, in it within me, it would feel like I... I did that slightly differently today, and I realized that took seven seconds to do it slightly differently, and yet I did it slightly different. And to me, somewhere in my chest, it would feel massive, like, whoa, I ate kale. <laughs> right? It's those little things where you're like, you wouldn't want to say to somebody, you know what the thrill of my day was? I, I did my inbox in reverse order. <laughs> I, I answered the email at the bottom first, not the one at the top, which I normally do. That's crazy. I'm way out on the edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, all that internal dialogue you have. God, this feels so good to talk about, to be honest. <laughs> this feels so good to talk about. 
It feels huge and massive, like you just want to tell everybody, I wore those socks instead of those socks. Do you realize to that meeting, whoa, yeah. It feels huge because it is. It's your life. It's your life. Yeah. Or maybe you've always gone to Sunday lunch because that's what was required. That was, that was how you got points in the tribe. That's how you proved your loyalty, and now you're like, I don't want to go to Sunday lunch this Sunday, so you just didn't go. And it's like, whoa, the texts are going to be flying around the, tri- around the system, around the tribe. You what? You skip Sunday lunch? It's just, you're like, it's just Sunday lunch. No, it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. You're re-ligamenting. It's massive. Massive. Think, let's just not to extend the image too far, but imagine if I told you, you know, we're going to take some ligaments in your body and just move around a little bit. You'd be like, wait, what? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, that thing that you used to participate in that you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. So you're leaving. That thing that you're, you'd like to try. Uh, so you're applying. So it's just a one-page thing online. It took you three minutes to fill it out, but somehow it feels like, like if this was a movie, there'd be an orchestra playing as you hit send, and you're actually quite nervous. Like it's just a thing. I can always say no. No, it's huge. Yeah, of course it's huge. Of course it's huge. Or you're trying something. That's a huge one. You're trying it. It's just like a class or like a this person who, for however many dollars an hour, will take you through this thing, or they'll take. And and it's like, man, it's like twenty three bucks, or it's like whatever. It's not doesn't it? No, it's huge. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, actually, this is why I'm thinking right now: novels, movies, shows. In some ways, they only work because they're massive and epic. But it's actually how it feels to be us. It's why we love it so much. We laugh at how sort of over the top some of this stuff is, and yet, it's how it feels. It's how it feels. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting. I'm doing something new now. The past couple of weeks. And I've told like a couple of people about it. It it, God, I feel like, like I like it's a whole new world. It's a whole new like if I actually gave you the language for it, it'd be it'd seem so over the top. And yet that is the feeling. And you would go, that's ridiculous. And yet you would know exactly what I was talking about. You would know exactly what I was talking about. Or maybe you're just telling somebody what you've been thinking the whole time. You're like, I'm just telling. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just telling them. I think, no, it's huge. Or I'll tell you a huge one, huge ligamenting, saying no. Saying no to something that you've said yes to previously. Massive. Because, and the point of this entire, ep- well, hopefully there's like 9,000 points to this whole episode, or you'll get whatever. That's the beauty of it, by the way, is you do something like this, and then we all see our lives in this one word. That's sort of the mystery of it. But you're saying no to something you've said yes to, but it's not just saying no, it's saying yes. It's some ligamenting that's going on below the surface. Yeah, that's the whole thing here, is there are these almost, sometimes they're almost subconscious or subterranean, these ways that we arrange ourselves, that we hold ourselves together. So it feels like it's just a new, it's just a couple words you thumbed out on a text, but actually what's happening is some re-ligamenting. That's just sometimes why we're exhausted. This is sometimes why you're fatigued and don't know why. It's because a whole massive web of ligaments are being rearranged. 
Or, and this one might even be the biggest one of all, not doing anything. Not doing anything. Because for so many of us, we came from a world where do, do, go. I mean, the number of people who talk about being busy, and it's just crazy. You know, it's just, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, it's just been crazy. Why? Why are you saying this? Well, I'm sure of the people who always tell I'm, I'm sure you, I mean, you, you just must be so busy. No, I'm not. Why would I do that? I did that 20 years ago. Ugh. Yeah, no, wide open spaces. Yeah, not in a rush. Lots of time. Yeah, this, this assumption of the normalcy of a frenetic, busy, packed, oh, the calendar, man, we just don't, we have just been going nonstop. Why? Why? Why are you living, why are you doing that? Why wouldn't you live slower? Why wouldn't you have all sorts of wide open spaces? Yeah, and people say, well, you know, I got a lot of results. Why? 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 Yeah. yeah. All of creation is a sine wave. It's a rhythm. It's rest. And then it steps in and does something, and then it rests. It's engagement, then it steps back. It's silence, and then noise, and then silence. All of creation is moving in these rhythms. Yeah. So, so sometimes the most radical, what feels like just crazy, whoa, we are way off the grid on this one, of, of not doing what feels like not doing anything. By the way, that's where all the ideas come from. That's where all the new visions come from. If you, yeah, yeah. If you actually want to create things, don't do anything. Don't do anything. Sit in silence. Yeah, turn, turn the stereo off in your car. Don't always have something in your headphones. That's fine, but if you, you actually want to make things and do new things, start with silence. Just listen. Get rid of all the distractions. And just sit in the stillness. And here's what will happen. As your body gets used to it, as the chatter subsides, as your mind gets quieter, things will arise. Things will arise in that stillness. And they will be clear. They will be you. You might have to you know, run a, thing, a few things by people you trust as you discern, but you, you'll, you'll get next steps. You'll get vision for who you are and what you'll do. You breathe. I'm telling you, the mo- <laughs> like... The, uh, you want to know the secret? Breathing. Breathing in stillness and silence. It's actually the secret. Every single question I'm ever asked about creating things or creating things without fear or making things, stillness and silence. Because things will arrive. You'll know what they are. You'll know step by step as you need it, how to, how to do them, how to pursue them, how to try them. Yeah. Mm, so sometimes the re-legamenting is simply learning that ultimate reality, the divine itself is formless, empty, stillness, peace, and space. And in that, all things happen. Like, that, like it says in the Psalms, be still. It says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and experience your true divine nature. That is that within which everything else is arising. Yeah. Yeah. How are we doing? How are you doing? Washing the dishes there in Scotland, going for your run in Maine, yeah, walking the dog, taking the kids to school in Brazil. How are we doing, every all my friends out there with this? Yeah, what?
holds you together. What are the stories that you're telling about who you are? What are the structures that you've created that gives this sense of who you are and who you're becoming some order? Because you're going to need some structures. We're not against structures. Yeah, we need structures, but it's just structures that serve something larger than themselves. Yeah, what are the routines? What are the rituals? What are the voices in your head? Yeah. I've had a lot of angst. Let me me wrap up with this. I have had a lot of angst about this word religion. And this is like veering into confession territory here. That's why this episode brings me such joy to do. Because I've had a ton of angst over the years with this with this word religion, because I just don't care. I've never cared. I've never. People say the word Christianity, I just blank. Like what? Like what? Just big cumbersome. You're this, but you're not this. It just feels like at some level, at a young age, I was like these religions just seem like they've divided the world up even more when it doesn't need that. It seems like it's going the other direction. <laughs> so these capital R's. And then when I started touring or writing books, I noticed that I would do an interview. Back there used to be something called newspapers, because I was born, I, I, I was alive in the 1900s, and some of you may remember this. There used to be newspapers. It was like this thin paper that would get black ink all over the front of your lap and your hands when you read them, but they were wonderful, because you would. that was like how you heard what was going on in the world. So I would do interviews with newspapers. And they're in, in major cities, small towns, major cities, it's like every, every area and every sort of size of geographic identification or regional identification would have a newspaper. So, and there were big ones. The Dallas Morning News was a big one. I think the Atlanta was the Atlantic Constitution. There was a Boston, was it the Boston Herald? Uh, New York Times, people still seem to be familiar with. LA, like different cities would have, so I would go like, go do a book event when a book came out, or I would go on tour, and then I would do an interview with that newspaper. I cannot tell you, and I'd be talking about suffering, creativity, what it means to be human, but I was a pastor. That's how they understood me. So lots of these cities, especially in the South and the Midwest, they would have a sports section of the newspaper. There would be uh, like sort of the art section, there would be the business section. There would be like the main headlines, like the international. And a lot of them would have a religion section of the newspaper. And that would be like its own specific section. And I would later, um, like a publicist or somebody would send me, hey, that interview you did, here it is. And I would see the newspaper and they would put me in the religion section. And it made me mental. God, it just drove me crazy. Why am I in the... And it, and I obviously now can see, and at the time I could see, yeah, because you're a pastor in what's called a Christian church. Of course, anything you do with the eyes of the culture is going to be in the religion section. But I didn't want to be in that section. I, I saw what I was doing. I'm talking about what it means to be human. I'm talking about what it means to be alive. I'm talking about how we care for the earth. I'm talking about how we think about economics. I, I'm What I'm doing has, is deeply political, not in a partisan way. That's, no, in a political, like an actual political, like how do we arrange ourselves as human beings? Of course, what I'm doing has all sorts of political. I saw my work 
as about what it means to be human, and I was informed by a particular, what you could call a religious lineage, but everybody's informed by stuff. I realize now what was happening is, is I had sort of stumbled into a, an actual ligamenting view of things, but the, the noise and clutter created by the capital R religions, I just couldn't get out from under it. And of course, obviously, the number of times over the years I had some project, some idea, and it was outright rejected because that's religion and we don't do religion. And, and yet the very same people would immediately then want to talk about things they'd been through, pain, suffering, loss, hopes, dreams, desires. Yeah. Yeah. So as I've come to see that everything is spiritual and everyone is religious, as this word, and I hope in some small way this episode helps you completely rethink this word. Like even just to say to people, are you talking about small? Just try this one. Just say to people, are you talking about capital R or small r religion? Because we're all religious. You realize that. We're all holding ourselves together in all sorts of ways. And the people who are most adamantly, I'm not religious, that, that itself is a way of holding to prayer. That, that, has de- that statement alone has profound ligamenting power to it. Yeah, not being a part of any officially organized ligamenting is, in fact, ligamenting. That's fine. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a, any, a part of any such things, so I get that. Yeah, yeah. And yet, I'm a human being, so I am deeply ligamentary. How's that for a word? Are you religious? No, we're not li- religious. We're very ligamentary. <laughs> You see how you can do all sorts of fascinating things with words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what holds you together? God, that's a good question, isn't it? Perhaps that's the question. Perhaps we should re-ligament how we even discuss this. Maybe we just stop people and go, wait, what holds you together? And then later we say, by the way, what we were just doing is talking about religion. What holds you together? Yeah, that can be as deep and wide as what kind of universe do you think we're living in? Is it a place of scarcity and lack, or is it a place of generativity and generosity? Yeah, those are all very religious questions. All the way to when you wake up in the morning, what do you do? Yeah, can you see that? Can you see how that ligamenting, it travels the full spectrum. All of it is a reflection of what holds us together. So yeah, you're going to get together with some people, you're going to read some poems, you're going to participate in some sort of ordered liturgy, you're going to go and serve some people who you have something that might help them. Yeah, awesome. Great. You're doing it in your backyard, you're doing it in the cathedral, you're doing it... Great, great. It's a little less organized, a little more organized, it's totally spontaneous. Great. Yeah, yeah, of course. See how if we lighten all this up, now you can, now you can actually get at it. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you who are realizing that's what's happening is a whole world of things aren't working anymore. And it's been so tense and it feels crazy and dangerous and oh my, all these people who you've been with for years are going to think you've lost your mind. No, mm Let's just normalize this. It's a completely, completely normal, healthy, yeah, this is what we do. This is what we do. We think through the ways that we've been held together. 
we hold on to the ones that that work. We let go of the ones that aren't serving us. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what this is what we do because we are very, very religious. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course we are. Of course we are. Of course we are. So you, my capital R, or maybe let's go with small R, you multi-ligamentary people. Oh, uh, yeah. May grace and peace be with you every step of the way.